Welcome to the Naked and Wandering podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ruddick. This podcast is all about showing up exactly as you are in the world, with nothing to hide, bearing it all, and figuring it out as we go along. I will be sharing with you my successes, trials, triumphs, and tribulations, and everything I'm learning as I journey through life as a successful international yoga teacher, entrepreneur, social media influencer, yoga school owner, and world traveler. I'm so glad you're here. Hello. Today on the podcast, I have a really special guest. I'm here with Amanda Joy Gilbert, who is a henna artist. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her in a second. Uh, But first, let me tell you about the serendipitous tale of how we actually met. (laughs) So last year, if you read the blog post about how I accidentally ran away with the circus, I was with the Momentum Collective in Nicaragua, uh, just doing some travel blogging for them and some social media influencing and photography for them. And it was a really cool community. And they're back here in Nicaragua in Madeiras, which is where Yoga Academy International is based out of, where we do our trainings here in Nicaragua. And they had a party the other night and invited me. So I'm here in Nicaragua um, at Madeiras Beach, and I went to Momentum Collective's full moon party the other night, and there was a beautiful woman sitting on the floor with amazing designs on her body. And she had this gorgeous sparkle design on her leg. And I went up to her and I said, can I have sparkles? I think that's what I said to you first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty blunt. I'm like, hi, can I have some sparkles? Uh, anyways, we got to talking. And Amanda Joy is a henna tattoo artist. That's her full-time gig. She's a traveler and a henna tattoo artist, which is so cool. And we got to chatting, and I was so incredibly inspired by her story that I said, you have to come on my podcast, and we've got to introduce you to this audience because Mm -hmm. um, what you do is just so incredibly special. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So is there anything you want to say to introduce yourself? Oh, um, yeah, I have just been traveling the last month. I was in Costa Rica leading a meditation retreat with my boyfriend and actually taught henna at the meditation retreat and some of my story, um, which we'll get into, which I'm very passionate about. I uh, focus on choosing love over fear, and that is what brought me to doing henna full time was because I jumped out of that fearful mindset and just fully put my totality into what I'm passionate about and trusted God, the universe, to take me on this amazing journey. And let me tell you, it's been life-changing. And every single day, it's letting go of the fear and stepping into new experiences Um, and just randomly came to Nicaragua to get grounded and to focus on what's coming up for me in my life in the next couple months, which I'll also be sharing with you. And that's where we met. And I'm so happy I met you. You're also very inspiring to me that you um, are living from your passion and from your heart. And now you've grown such a following and have changed so many people's lives. So I feel like we're on the same page. Yeah, I Uh think it's really (laughs) amazing when you meet other light workers who are living a really unique path and a spiritual path Um, But doing what you're passionate about, like I've never met a traveling henna tattoo artist and we got to talking and I was just like, wow, 
this woman is living her her dream and her passion and her talent Mm -hmm. and I get it um because I feel like I'm doing the same thing like this is your dharma it's where you're meant to be and it's so cool that you're sharing this all over the world Mm. um I was also really inspired by your vulnerability thank you we started talking and you just opened right up your heart just exploded and it was (laughs) amazing and it was just such an honest Mm. sit down that was completely unexpected when I just asked for some glitter. Right. (laughs) So how did you actually get into doing henna? Oh, wow. Um, It was back in 2010. I was actually resettling refugees in my hometown. I went to school for intercultural studies, teaching English as a second language. I actually went to a Bible school for two years, thinking I was going to go be a missionary across the world. Um, But when I started working with refugees from all different cultures, all different backgrounds, um, religions, I just fell in love with working with refugees and staying in my hometown and um, working with what they already know, right? Like, um, instead of having to travel everywhere. And when I was working with a family from Eritrea, um, I saw that they were using this art form. And I was like oh my gosh, uh, I feel like I've done this in a past life when I saw them doing henna. And um, I was like, I need to have this. Can you please do henna on me? Can I please take a henna cone home? Um, I need to have this in my life. And so um, I took the henna cone home and I sat down and I put the henna cone on the table and I took a deep breath. And everything around me just started disappearing. And I started doing henna on myself. And it was really slow. And I remember that I was getting frustrated at first because it's hard, right? Like picking up any type of artwork, anything right away, it's going to be a little difficult. You have to figure it out. Um, And instead of, I started finding myself saying negative things over myself. And I instantly stopped and started saying positive things. And was like, no, Amanda, like, this is just for you. Just love yourself. Like, no matter where the henna goes, just enjoy the moment. And when I started doing that, um, I was probably doing henna for like an hour or so and didn't even look up. And when I did, everything was blurry and I started crying. I was like, wow, this is the first time in a long time that I felt like I connected with myself. And loves blessing myself instead of saying negative things over myself. And I had dealt with a lot of anxiety in my past, panic attacks, and I would always go to art when I needed that self-reflection time, and I realized that I could take this henna cone anywhere I wanted with me, Um, keep it in my pocket, go out in public, go to a party, take it out, and if I started feeling anxious, I could just breathe and get back into my space and do henna on myself and to love myself instead of harm myself or anything else. Um... So that's how I started, and that was in 2010. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool that, you know, you just saw it and knew. Oh, my gosh. It was the craziest feeling. Like, I don't know if you've had anything like that in your life, maybe with yoga, but, like, I saw it not only with the Eritrean family, with my Middle Eastern family, with um, people from India and uh, Nepal And I was like, what is this art that breaks all cultural boundaries, religious boundaries, that literally brings people together for sacred ceremonial purposes and to bless, you know, other women? Um, 
And yeah, I just, I fell in love with it at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it really is more women that get the beautiful henna designs, right? I've seen men sometimes with henna, but not really so intricate. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally it's women are more drawn to it. Um, it, a lot of people think it originates from India, but actually if you go through a lot of the history, it seems like it originates from Egypt. And the story goes that uh, they used this leaf and crumbled it up in water and put it on their skin for, um, it was really hot in Egypt, right? So they would put mud on them to help cool them down or even like... um, sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Henna is like actually sunscreen on the skin. So if you were to get a henna tattoo and go out and get like a suntan or it would actually leave behind a suntan line. And a lot of the women, it was believed, didn't like all these blotchy like stains on their skin. And so they started using sticks and mixing up the henna paste, um, like the mud and putting it on their skin, like, um, in lines and triangles, and it would basically start telling a story. And henna itself, it's made from a plant called the sonia, and it's the leaf of the plant that actually stains the skin. Um, It's very medicinal, so they would actually put it on their hands, especially their fingertips, um, for antifungal, antibacterial reasons. If they have any cuts, you could actually use this plant to help with snake bites. You can ingest it. It was good for topical tumors. Um, So it's actually really good for the skin. Um, Not only is it medicinally good, but they believe that it was actually spiritually good and that it protected them from any of the evil spirits that were around them. Um, It's one of the first forms of tattooing, and a lot of people get tattoos mainly for a reason, right? They want to share a story. And so with this art form, it's not only sharing a story, but it's there to bring out the inner light of who you are onto the skin. Mm. Um, It's believed to be brought over to India during trade and was first performed on the Indian princess who fell in love with it, and she called it Mahendi. And in Sanskrit, that actually means inner light. Wow. So it's the inner beauty of, like, everything, your om, right? When we go om, this is the vibration of what gives us joy and, like, the roots of our passion and, like, who we are as a person. And I believe that a lot of times people want to share that on their skin, right? That's why people get tattoos. Right. But in India, it was, it became really popular for weddings right? Because they want to share not only their beauty, but their innermost beauty to their husband. Mm. And they would hide their husband's name in the henna or, you know, like certain memories and stuff with their partner. And, um, I don't know, there's so, there's so much history to it. Like it's meant to be a form of prayer. So while it is being applied on your skin, whatever you want to manifest with the henna that's on you right now, it's not only here to protect you from those negative thoughts, but it's here to empower you and remind you of your prayer, like what you want to manifest in the next week or two weeks. And as it starts to fade, it's going to allow you to let go and release the things that no longer serve you. That's amazing. So that's really the power of henna. And my goal with all this is to bring it back to its roots, is to remind people that 
this is more than just novelty on the skin. It's actually meant to, like, change your life. It's a sacred ritual. It is. It is a sacred ritual. And it just reminds you that everything in life is temporary. Wow. What you're going through right now is naturally going to fade like this henna design. But it's just, it's going to empower you. You know what I'm excited about <laughs> is that you know so much about your craft. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, clearly, this is a passion for you that is so much part of your lifestyle that you know all about it from its origin, from its roots, until where it is now. And, mm. you know, I think, especially in the yoga world and in the political correctness of the world today, people are talking a lot about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at you and you're blonde and have these really bright green, blue <laughs> eyes. And, you know, it's like, well, you don't seem Middle Eastern or Indian. Like, how are you doing this henna thing? And it's really beautiful to, to know, like, oh, it actually originated in Egypt. It was brought to India. It's done in places like Iran. It's done in Morocco and all mm-hmm. over. And like you said, it, it breaks the barriers of culture and religion. And so why not mm-hmm. a young woman who went to Bible school, who's blonde and you know, bright-eyed, <laughs> why not bring this to the West yeah. in, in a way that's accessible to us? And I believe it's a cultural appreciation. I'm appreciating all the cultures that are involved in this. And with everything, everything has to grow, right? So like bringing it here, bringing it to America and, and teaching and training people, not only the roots of it, but allowing them to explore and to express their creativity with it. And I Mm -hmm. think that the world needs more faith based rituals. I think that we need more acceptance and openness. And I really do feel like in our modern world, we need a return to spirit. We need a return to God because we're missing it. And it used mm-hmm. to be, you know, there used to not be a separation of church and state. And so it was, you know, religion that governed our lives all the time. And as we've become a secular society, we miss that spirituality and we miss yeah. the connection to something greater than ourselves. Whether mm-hmm. you want to call it the universe or synchronicity or coincidence or God or hope, it doesn't it's matter. All but that it's all yeah, love. I think whatever mm-hmm. way brings a person to spirit and to connection is is the way forward. Yeah, and I believe truly that the way that we can do that is through our breath. Hmm. It's through, th- like, literally slowing down, taking a deep breath, and tapping into ourselves, into our body, going deep, asking the right questions, and eventually you'll be lost in it, and hours will go by, and you you will get out of your head, right? So that's the form of meditation. And I'm using this art form to guide people through meditation. Yeah. And Amanda Joy said to me when she was doing uh, a little sparkle glitter, what can I call it? Crown, I guess? Yeah, I kind of, I had paint with me and I had glitter and I had henna and she's like, hey, come to, will you do like a really cool crown in my head? I was like, actually, that's what I do um, (laughs) a lot, but with henna, but I can definitely do it with paint. Yeah. Um, but what you said to me was, I want to use this art form to help people get out of their heads and into their hearts. Yes. And I was like, wait a minute, that's the first line on my website. Like on the Yoga Academy so cool. International homepage, it literally says, we want to get you out of your head and into your heart. And I get it. My modality is yoga and your modality is henna. And yeah. whatever brings you close to spirit and whatever makes you feel like you're living your dharma and and changing lives and tapping into helping people tap into their light, like this is the way forward and it's such beautiful work. Thanks. So I want to start talking about the crowns. Yeah. (laughs) So Amanda Joy has this incredible project called Henna Crowns of Courage and she shared it with me and was tearing up and I was tearing up and she (laughs) just showed me her beautiful Kickstarter video. I totally got goosebumps watching it. 
um, and I'm her book is open on the bed. We're actually on my bed in a little bungalow right now in Nicaragua. And it's, it's so, so cute. It's so adorable, guys. <laughs> it's like a little pretty princess, like jungle room. It really is. It's like all white, and there's like cute lanterns, mandalas, and you can see the ocean. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah I like it. Mm. <laughs> um, I just wanted, like, a little girl party, you know? Yeah, we should do a photo shoot. <laughs> okay. So, um, I actually did a nude photo shoot on the bed the other day. Nice. Yeah. Yay. So, um, train of thought. Hold on, it's going to come. Oh, right. So, you were talking to me about Henna Crowns of Courage and showed me the mm-hmm. Kickstarter, and um, it's so inspiring and so moving, and the book is open right now on this lovely white bed, and uh, take it away. Tell us what it's all about, because it's... Yeah. It's incredible. It's, oh my gosh, it's its own, like, crazy story and journey. Um, but like I said, I cont- I have literally chosen my life and my path the moment I said yes to source, to universe, to live from my heart space, um, that I would live in love over fear. And I feel like when I chose to do that in 2016 to fully do henna full-time um that I would not say I wouldn't live in that fearful mindset to not do what I felt like I was called to be doing um so yeah after I said yes to source to guide me um Hold on. I just feel like I have to share this this story with you before I get into henna crowns because I feel like this. I feel like our list, the listeners need to hear this part of my story. Okay. Um, and it'll make a lot more sense of why I got into doing henna crowns. So, 2016, I <laughs> I was living a very stressful life. I was working like two, three, four jobs all over the place, trying to make money. And I had stopped working with refugees because I just needed a time to step back. And um, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And every single month, I was worried how I was going to pay next month, you know? And I I was so so stressed out that I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I didn't really want to go back to school. Um... I couldn't find a job that felt fulfilling for me because I just felt like I wanted to fully give my heart and everything was volunteer. I didn't pay enough and um, it was draining. And I had a really cool opportunity where I had a doctor actually ask me to do cultural training for his medical students in India and said, hey, I really want you to come work for me, and we're going to leave and go to India next month. He literally bought me a 10-year visa. What? We're going to go. And um, I left my apartment, my jobs. I told my family. They're all excited for me. And then, like, the day we were supposed to leave, it didn't happen. Whoa. He completely, like, just stopped everything. I was like, sorry. You know, he didn't even tell me that. I had to figure out my own. And uh, I was very disappointed. I was so lost. I was like, God, like, are you even real? Like, I'm so confused. I, like, went to a Bible school. I did all these things. And I just feel like my life is meant for something more. And I can't keep living this life. I'm just, like, working all these other jobs. And it's not fulfilling. And so I took what money I had. And I went to California. And there's this huge 
worship conference, and it was kind of like my last straw to see if like this is this is even real. And so reaching out to God, just yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I just want to know like there's something more in my life that I can offer, and um, so I booked this one way ticket, and I went to this worship conference, and I'm standing there, and there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, right? Standing by myself, and I'm looking up, complete vulnerability, with my arms up, and I just ask, I'm like, God, is this, like, what's my purpose in life? And he's like, I literally got a, a download right away, and it's like, Amanda, your purpose is to love. Just be love. What do you love, Amanda? And I was like, well, I love henna. I love the conversations I have with women. I love how it makes me feel. And he's like, well, do that. Well, how am I supposed to do henna? I don't know anything about business. Like, how am I supposed to make money with doing henna? And the voice I heard said, Amanda, I, I feed the birds in the air. I close the flowers in the field. Like, how much more am I going to bless you as if you live for me? Like, live for your heart. Live in love. And, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Like, you don't even know if you'll be here tomorrow by the way you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, am I just thinking of Bible verse because I went to Bible school? Am I crazy? <laughs> you know, like, is this really like God speaking to me? And um, I heard a voice that said, well, if you don't ask, you won't receive. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm standing here and I'm literally asking, like, what is if I should really do henna full time? Like, man, I, I have to have a firm answer for this because that's like a huge risk. And um no joke, like, five, not even five minutes later, I had a complete stranger come up to me. She tapped me on the shoulder while I'm sitting there with tears on my face. She goes, hi, um, I just really love the way that you're worshiping, and I feel like God wanted me to tell you he's giving you a gift of art, and he's going to use you. Wow. <laughs> wow. I literally dropped to the ground. I started crying, and I was like, this is it. Like, I, I literally was at such a negative spot in my mind that I didn't want to be on earth like I didn't even want to be here because I didn't want the stresses of living in fear anymore yeah living another day in your head yeah I get it and so I said okay like I'm jumping full in I'm fully jumping in and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep asking and I know that I'll receive because I had that moment where like, I was able to receive an answer, mm -hmm. and it, receiving comes in all different forms, but I went home, I asked my parents if I could stay with them to start a business for a couple months, and I started asking friends, like, how do I start a business? What do I do? And within the first couple of weeks, I started a business. They said, Amanda, what is your worth? And I told them what my worth was. Good per for hour. You. That's how much I really wanted to make. Good. And I was so nervous. I was like, who's going to pay $125 an hour? Yes. For me to do henna. That was a high five. <laughs> and I got a gig. And that first gig I had received and the tip on top of it, I made more than I did a nine to five in one day. And I was able to bless these women. And doing what you love. Do what I love. And not only that, I said, I'm going to do this so purposely because that's how I want to live my life is complete like just being raw and being in purpose and like using this as not just novelty on the skin but really blessing each person mm. so every single person I tattoo I sit and I hold space for them I hold their hands 
most people don't get touched. And when I'm working with them, right, within the first 30 seconds, you actually start to exchange energy. Your cells actually start to jump back and forth. And then I slow my breath, and I bring that person into an atmosphere with me that is calming, is relaxing, and then I ask them questions about who they are, what their passion is, what their desires are and dreams, and then I bring that out onto the skin. So during that conversation, I'm creating a design that's specific for them. I can even hide words in for them, reminding them of their power, of that source that gives them joy. And then I do a personal blessing by touching them on their third eye and telling them that they're beautiful, that they're powerful, that you're a goddess, and that you literally can manifest what you want with your words and what you say. And that this henna tattoo is on you for more than seven days, and it has been proven that in marketing even, that if you see something seven times over, you're going to start to believe it, it, and you're going to start to change your neural pathways Mm -hmm. on what you believe and what you want. Because in the moment, you're like, oh, that's silly, like, to say that over yourself. But if you start doing it more and more and more, you're going to start to change your mind. And you have an actually, like, very, very loving healing touch. We're holding hands right now, but Yeah. Aww, and, like, you. you held my hand the other day, too, and I was just like, whoa, like, taking Aww. it back. Like, there's, <laughs> there's a real softness about you. Like, you are a strong, empowered woman, but you're not afraid to tap into your divine feminine and your sacred Aww. femininity and, and your softness. And that's actually one of the reasons I was so attracted to, to speaking with you is sometimes I feel like I'm so in my masculine energy and my masculine mind, like, running a yoga school and go, 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 and I'm the boss and making things happen. And when I saw you as someone who's so like feminine and exactly what I'm trying to draw into my life right now is like more femininity. I was like, we've got to spend time. But also for those of you listening, a lot of my listeners talk about like, how do you do what you do or how do you get to where you are? And you're such a prime example. And I say the same thing, like just do what you love and the money will follow. And it's not just what you love, but where your talents and your passions are combined. Like I really believe that it's a simple equation. Talent plus passion, plus love, plus hard work equals success. Yeah. And that's all you need to do is ask yourself, what are my talents and do I love them? Is this my passion? Mm -hmm. And if yes, work on it Mm -hmm. and sprinkle in love and you will be successful. You know, not everybody's passionate about their talents and that's okay too. You know, some people are like really talented singers, but they don't want to be a singer. Yeah. But I think we have a multitude, a multitude of different talents within us that we just need to tap into. Right. Um, and yeah, that's just like such a beautiful story. And you also said like, oh, I don't know if you've ever felt like that calling. Uh, I shared with this also on another episode. So the whole idea of Yoga Academy International came to me in a vision I had during a meditation. Wow. Like literally just like a download, like you said, so quick. And I got up and was kind of shaken. And I said, I have to start an international yoga academy called the International Yoga Academy. I went home, I tried to register the name on GoDaddy right away. It wasn't available, but YAI was Yoga Academy International. And I was like, yay, yay! That's awesome. I registered it, but also what I didn't know at the time, and I know now, is that yay means like that which pushes Shakti. Oh, whoa. The energy of creation and liberation, right? Oh, I love it. And like the power, and she's the feminine energy of creation and liberation. Um, and I was like, wow, that is perfect. So yes, I, I believe that God exists and touches us in all kinds of different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of us can have our own unique relationship with spirit and our own unique understanding of what 
God is in our lives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be a man in the sky who's written up in the Bible and, and has a long beard or something. <laughs> um, each of us can be touched by God in a lot of different ways. We just need to be open to it. Yeah. And sometimes ask, like you yeah. said. And there's so much, there's so much power in asking, like, and I'm not saying that this has been easy. Like this has been, you know, a hard couple years, but mm-hmm. it's every single time that I start to have that fearful mindset of like, oh man, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, is this really worth it? Like, this is a lot of work, right? <laughs> I'll ask and be like, God, please, please give me a confirmation. Please give me a divine appointment to meet the right person at the right time. You know, like just, I just need that reminder. And without a doubt, within the next 24 hours, I'll have someone be like, oh my gosh, Amanda, like what you did, like really changed my life and like, keep going, like, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And it's those words that like have continued, like, reminding me like oh yes like I need to continue living from this heart space this authentic space where I am living in love yeah and um you know if you're listening to this right now and you are starting you know a business or you want to fully jump in to something you're passionate about like it's it's hard but you need you really need to have that supportive group around you and don't be afraid to ask source like for help um and friends for help like there's so many people out here that would love to just get on board to help you for free even you know I've had so many friends come alongside me and just guide me when in areas I need help yeah Mm -hmm. Rumi says open your hands if you want to be held yeah just so beautiful I love that too (laughs) but I used to think like yeah asking for help is weakness but it's Mm -hmm. not asking for help as an invitation for inspiration. It's an invitation of collaboration. It's also an invitation for a reminder of who you are and, mm-hmm. and why you do your work. And to receive and to collaborate. A lot of times people try to just do something on their own and it's, it's hard. It makes things a lot harder, but when there's two people together, you can do 10 times more. Right. Um, so getting into like how I started Happy Henna, right? In 2016, I, um, knew that I wanted to do more than just doing a business. And I wanted to really give back. And one of the things I wanted to do was help girls who also dealt with anxiety to use this as a form of love instead of fear and or cutting themselves. And um, I called hospitals left and right. I tried to get into places, but I wasn't very confident at the time. And so when they're like, I don't know what Hannah is here, can't talk to this person, this person, I just took a step back and um, thought, I'll just wait for the invitation to come to me. And one day I heard about a salon that gave free services to cancer patients. And um, I said, you know what, instead of calling, I'm just going to show up and show them what I do. Good job. And so I did. And I was so nervous, but right away they're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, pull up a chair, like talk to these women. And I was like, this is a great door. Um, I sat down and started hearing these women's stories and I was like whoa like these are the women who (laughs) you know are dealing with some of the most intense anxiety actually right this is huge mental health um within the first month of being diagnosed your whole life changes right um say you were working full-time as a teacher and that was your life and then you get diagnosed and all of a sudden they're like nope you can't work anymore you actually have to come home because you have doctor's appointments every single day and people are telling you things all the time of like what your diagnosis is and what you need and what type of chemo and this is all going over your head because 
this isn't talked about, right? Like, people aren't educated as much as what the doctors are telling you. And within the first month, your hair starts to fall out, your eyebrows, your nails. There's tons of health things that most people don't know chemo patients go through. And so can you imagine the intense anxiety that happens, right? Your whole life gets completely flipped over, right? And not just your whole life, your appearance Your appearance, changes. right? So a and lot of these women have a hard time even looking in the mirror. A lot of times also it puts them through early menopause, chemo. Right. Right, and so suddenly their bodies are changing. Like, it's, it's frightening. That's, yeah, and so I'm very passionate about mental health and bringing cancer awareness. And while talking with these women and doing henna on them, they're like, wow, this is really special. Like, in the moment, a lot of them cried, opened up to me. Mm-hmm. But I would go back every single month. And the next month I saw these women, they were like, oh, my gosh, Amanda, you have no idea, like, that blessing you shared with me. I thought it was really special, but it was even more special a couple weeks later because people were asking me about the henna and not about my health. Mm. <laughs> it was a topic of conversation that had nothing to do with what I was going through, but had to really Finally. do with yeah. who I was. Finally. Right? Yeah. And I was sick of talking about how sick I am or this or this. Like, I just wanted to talk about how cool this tattoo is because she drew this flower that reminded me of the flowers my grandma had growing up. And I love going through the fields and doing, picking this flower. Like, I have this mantra on me because it's helped me through my journey right now. And um, getting into henna crowns, it was there that I had started doing henna crowns for these cancer patients. There was a girl who was about my age who was devastated. She had to have her head shaved for the first time. And she, you know, you could just feel when you walk in a room, like, how off it was. And I just went up to her and I was like, hey, let me do a really epic tattoo on your head. And, like, you know, it's temporary, just like your hair. Your hair will grow back. But how epic would this be to have a, a freaking tattoo, you know, and you could be a walking art piece and mm. you'll look like a goddess, you know. And so she was so happy. She was like, yeah, of course. And so um, I started doing it then. And it was around that same time that I was like, I want to share in these stories with women um, that I'm crowning. I want to give them a platform to share their stories with the world because I believe that when we start to speak about what we're going through and what we're battling, we're looking fear straight in the eye. And when you do that, it starts to dissipate. Absolutely. When you say your fear out loud, it's so hard and so scary, but then suddenly it goes away. Yeah. Or slowly, slowly. I recently shared my biggest fear with my family. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a big one. Thank you. I was so scared and I wrote like a huge email and I was crying when I wrote it and just said like, Hey, this is my biggest fear and I don't want you to give me advice and I don't want you to, to come and hug me and I don't want you to call me. Like if you've read this and you acknowledge, just respond. I love you. Wow. And I sent it to like all of my family members and cousins and slowly, slowly, I started getting responses in my inbox that just said, I love you. And I'm like, wow, I just shared my biggest fear in the world with the people I'm closest to and the people I was most afraid to share it with because I was afraid of being judged. Mm. And they responded, I love you. Wow. And, and that's exactly right. Like when you, when you talk about your fears and when you look fear in the face, it's suddenly not so dark. Yeah. And it's not so scary. And then it gives other people the opportunity to come alongside you and be like, Hey, I have that same fear. Like, Hey, like you're not alone. Right. And then, you know, you become 
um, an encourager to other women. And so it yeah. gives these women also not only a platform, but a purpose. Mm. And they start to empower other women. Yeah, they're no longer just Nancy who has cancer. Right. right. You know, just a victim. They're yeah. not a victim anymore. They're like, hey, this is temporary in, in my life and I'm going to beat this and I'm also like going to inspire all these other women. Yeah. So the henna crowns, by the way, when Amanda Joy started telling me about them, I was kind of skeptical. Uh, and then she showed me her book and it is magic. Like, so <laughs> when women are losing or shaving their heads, losing their hair, excuse me, or shaving their heads from chemo, um, she goes in and, and just does spectacular henna drawings on, or henna tattoos, excuse me, yeah. on their whole head down to the forehead. Um, and then you're also working with makeup artists, right? So they're yeah. made up and you put jewels in mm-hmm. the crowns and it's spectacular. These women look so beautiful and so feminine. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. Amazing. It was all inspired through by um, a huge art competition that was happening in my city called Art Prize. In 2017, I um, applied and shared 22 women that had been crowned. They had makeup, um, and it was just like the photos and displayed. And I was up there for two weeks straight just telling people like story after story. And I realized that photos only share so much of a story. It had to also be videotaped. Mm. And so after Art Prize, I knew that I, I had to make it into a nonprofit. I really wanted to continue doing this and inspire more and more people and eventually bring on more artists across the country. So um, I started a YouTube channel with it, and I have professional makeup artists, photographers, videographers, and um, I just started a podcast so you can hear more of these women's stories. Um, but around that same time, I created these books, and uh, it's it was a lot of work <laughs> to, to create these yeah, books. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. <laughs> um, but I know that these books have inspired a lot of these women. Um, and even more so, they're able to show these books off to their family members and friends. And it's also a testament, you know, when they're going through it, it's like, look how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm. And when they're on the other side, it's like a testament to how courageous and strong they were during what was probably one of the hardest times of their lives, yes. if not the hardest time. Also, the photo installation, there's a photo of it um, in your book. I saw it, and I was like, this has to go up in every single cancer ward everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal is uh, I'm launching a Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter is to actually place these books into cancer centers across the country. And mm. I'm recreating that piece um, and offering it to hospitals that want this piece up into their cancer center. Um, and I just, I believe that when these women walk in to these cancer hospitals and they see a photo of the, of a woman that has had lost her hair to chemo and they see this epic, beautiful crown and how beautiful they look and how courageous they look that they can walk into that appointment knowing that there's hope Mm -hmm. and knowing that there is another option other than, you know, hiding behind a wig or a scarf and, um, and that you can walk through this process with grace, with grace and And with with your head held high, literally your head held high for all to see. Yeah. It's, 
It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I have an online community where all these women talk and communicate with each other, um, which has been really, really amazing to see. Wow. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wow. What you're doing is amazing. And if any of you are listening who work in the hospital system or maybe you are doctors or oncologists, uh, you can reach out to me or reach out to Amanda because everyone needs to see this. Like, this cancer touches everyone. Yeah. Um, And this is giving people hope and it's giving them courage and it's giving them strength and joy. And it's also bringing so much awareness to not only mental health, but different types of cancer. I don't focus on just one um, cancer. Uh, It is just anyone going through chemotherapy that has completely lost their hair. Um, And it's amazing how when you start listening to some of these stories or reading some of the stories of these women that they were either misdiagnosed or they had no idea like what type of cancer it was. They didn't know anyone else with that type of cancer. And so building a community where these women can also like learn from each other and like learn what kind of, um, what kind of medicine that they're taking, um, or even suggestions from doctors, right? Like people think that they have to do exactly what the doctors say, but you actually have a choice. And you can fire your doctor. You're hiring him to work for you, Hmm. you know? And people don't understand that mindset that you can go to a different hospital. You can get a different doctor. You can get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. And so really listening to our bodies and stepping up and trusting ourselves um, is one of the things I'm really, like, encouraging people to do. And with my podcast... Not only are we sharing these women's stories, but I'm inviting other holistic health practitioners, um, other modalities that can go alongside chemo treatment um, that would be healing. You know, henna is just one art form that is can be healing for people in a meditational sense. Um, There's sound healing, there's yoga, there's all these other different modalities that we can start introducing to people to help them start choosing love over fear. Where can people find you? They can go to hennacrownsofcourage.org. Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook, Henna Crowns of Courage, and our podcast as well. And Happy Henna Tattoos is if you want to hire Amanda Joy for your own events or parties. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do give uh, 5.6% back to the nonprofit if you do hire me, which would be great because that is how I make a living is through my own personal business. And if you are interested in actually seeing some of the videos of the henna crowns I've done, um, I just launched my YouTube channel called Henna Crowns of Courage. Look it up. I am hoping to get more followers so we can do a lot more cool stuff. Woohoo! And mm-hmm. all of the connections for Amanda Joy's work will be in the show notes. So I'll put the link to your podcast, to your YouTube channel, Thanks. to Happy Henna Tattoos and Henna Crowns of Courage and all that jazz. I mean, it's amazing. What you're doing is Thanks. so incredible. I'm just jazzed <laughs> about you. it. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for being here and, and sharing all that. Make sure to share, please share, share my Kickstarter with whoever um, you feel like needs to hear um, this or receive a book. Um, you can have a book in your own home. I would challenge everybody who's listening to share the Kickstarter campaign with your doctor. Yeah, that would be awesome. Share it with your doctor. If your doctor's not touched by this, then 
He's he's only get in a second for the money. opinion. <laughs> get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Um, yeah, I really would encourage you to share this with your doctor because your doctor will have connections to other doctors and hospitals, and this is just such a wonderful project to help people feel joy, return to courage, return to themselves. And I'm so grateful you shared your story. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget that every week we give away a totally free copy of my best-selling e-course, Turn Your Life Upside Down. Turn Your Life Upside Down is all about living your passions, going for your dreams, and learning how to do handstands. All you have to do is screenshot you listening to this podcast on your phone and put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Lauren Reddick so I can see it for your entry to win Turn Your Life Upside Down. And if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.